Hello everybody and welcome to episode 16 of the Shiny Bees podcast, Run Rabbit Run. Today is Wednesday the 30th of April and coming up in today's show, I'll give you a roundup of the news, we get the latest gossip from the Golden Skein, I have a local yarn shop review for you and we have the triumphant return of the pattern pick. Hello everybody and welcome back in to the podcast again. Lovely to be chatting to you all. A warm welcome to any new listeners that have joined us since the last podcast and a hearty welcome back to any returning listeners. I always appreciate you joining me uh, for a bit of chat and a bit of a laugh. I hope everyone is well and that you've all been enjoying the spring weather if it is actually joined you in the area of the country in which you live or indeed the area of the world in which you live because it might be autumn where you are and um, when it's warm it's quite nice in Scotland um, when it's not windy and cold because we live right by the sea and it's the east coast so it's generally quite cold Um, today it's been pretty foggy and rainy here so not ideal in many respects but yeah you know beggars can't be choosers I'm afraid so I hope the sun has been shining on you um, and you're a bit more fortunate than I am. So what have you all been up to? Since we last spoke it's been my birthday and it was also the Beast's birthday and we took her down to Edinburgh on the train because uh, she's a massive Thomas Tank Engine fan. I kind of wish they didn't see Thomas stuff as only for boys um, I also have a massive thing against pink Lego but I'm not going to start on that particular rant right now uh, but feel free to buy me a gin at some point and I'll tell you all about how much I hate pink Lego um, so yeah she, she obviously she loves Thomas and we had to go to the boys section to buy her Thomas trainers and we had to buy her underpants because she wanted Thomas knickers but they didn't have any Thomas knickers because Thomas is not for girls apparently so yeah she she wears little underpants <laughs> instead which I'm sure is really confusing at nursery um, but she likes them so so I'm happy we also uh, visited the Museum of Childhood whilst we were there because they've got quite a large collection of uh, vintage toy engines and, and obviously other toys uh, which was really good it was free and it's on the Royal Mile it's well worth the look if you're in Edinburgh uh, just have a look round Speaking of lovely days out, in April we had a lovely day out with the Golden Skein crew, or under the auspices of the Golden Skein at least, and we went on a little yarn crawl in Edinburgh and met up with some of the uh, Golden Skein crew and visited several of the local yarneries uh, that can be found in in Edinburgh itself, as well as a really nice cakery. Uh, which was mostly facilitated by Claire Devine who lives in Edinburgh because I'm not that familiar with the yarneries or indeed the cakeries yet or not as familiar as I probably could be. Uh, But I'll have more on that in later episodes because I'd like to kind of spread out the yarn shop reviews uh, from the yarn shops that I've been to since I've been up in Fife just to give people an idea if they come visiting here over the summer because I know a lot of people do come to Scotland for their holidays. And just let you know which places are worth going to, which places are probably worth a miss, or you can make your own idea up, your own ideas, and your old plans up about that. But I can give you my opinion at least. Um, but I'm very much enjoying exploring my new surroundings. 
Um, although Scotland is it is a part of the UK for now, at least, I'm not going to get into that pol- politics either. Um, it's it's definitely a different country, and I am going to caveat all of my kind of observations so far, which some of which are quite tongue in cheek, with the fact that I am half Scottish. My dad was born in Edinburgh, um, my granny is from Fife, so I'm, I'm not being racist or anything. I am half Scottish, I'm, I'm kind of dissing my own kind, I guess. Not that I'm dissing them, but I am I'm poking fun a little bit. Just like I poke fun at Northerners all the time. But yeah, I, I'm amazed by uh, the array of haggis variations that you can get in the supermarket. And the haggis shelf is like an entire shelf. You know, if you go into kind of, uh, not Tesco's, but other supermarkets, because we've boycotted Tesco's, um, you get like a whole shelf of, of sausages and like a whole section for bacon. Well, you get a whole section for haggis. It's amazing. And the stuff that they put in them and the little variations they make are quite interesting. I like haggis, so I'm quite happy with this. The dogs love haggis. So they're even more happy with this. And I've also noticed there's a far better choice of drams than anywhere in England by far in most supermarkets and if you go into a specialist sort of liquor store um, it's even better so instead of just getting one whiskey say you've got Highland Park you would instead of having just one year you have like all of the years that you can get in the Scottish supermarkets which I think is quite good we do like the odd dram around here obviously not as much as Louise from Kirkness Craft Collective does but that is all in the name of education so it's completely different um, the other wacky thing I found was uh, Iron Brew. Obviously, I know Iron Brew is, is made in Scotland from actual girders. Um, but you know how normally you go into a supermarket and they have like the loss leaders by the front door to sort of entice you in and ensnare you in their grip. And even if you only go in for a pint of milk, you come out with a hundred quid worth of stuff. Well, they do that here. And instead of putting the usual stuff like, well, coca-cola i suppose not that i drink that but they put coke there they'll put usually washing powder of some kind um normally a harry potter book if there's one of those uh, that sort of thing well here they have iron brew and not only do they have iron brew but they have entire crates of iron brew by the door which is a bit different i didn't even know you could buy iron brew by the crate there probably should be some kind of health warning that comes with iron brew by the crate and everyone drinks it as well which again is a little bit crazy. Um, I used to enjoy iron brew bars a lot as a child. Um, you could get them like 10p bars, but it's just it, colouring, essentially colouring, iron brew flavouring and sugar. And half of it was not fizzy and sour, but the other or the other side was fizzy and sour. I don't know if you can still get these anymore, but if anyone knows, please let me know. Um, there's probably some dodgy little corner shops that you can still get them from. They're probably contraband by now. There's probably been some kind of iron brew bar embargo, um, but I don't, I don't eat those anymore. And I don't, I don't indeed drink iron brew um, anymore. I don't like sugary drinks. Uh, but if I was going to partake in some kind of a brew action, I would go for the brew knitting pattern, which is, excuse me, turn the page, a pattern um inspired by the mighty brew by the lovely amanda b collins who you'll probably know as owl print panda and this is a pattern for a top-down semicircular shawl and the inspiration for it is the the brew and in her own words she describes it as only in scotland and glasgow in particular can we shamelessly enjoy a beverage which is banned in several countries due to its sheer degree of unhealthiness Perhaps this drink inspired the call of where's your ginger bit? 
which incidentally I, uh, which incidentally would probably offend if uttered elsewhere. I haven't googled it. Funny old thing. Maybe you can tell me what it is, Amanda. <laughs> and I just don't even want to get into that. It could be really dangerous googling that. Um, but it is a pattern for 250 to 300 yards of DK or four ply, and it's 325. I actually have some orange yarn that I would quite like to make a, a blue out of. So if you don't want to, you know, rot your teeth while they're still in your mouth, uh, give, give that some consideration. I also found the local spa shop stocks a surprisingly large range of deep fried stuff like pre-packed stuffing batter which was a bit crazy because they don't even stock pasta. Um, I haven't tried any deep fried Mars bars or anything else exotic and deep fried from the chippy yet but I have been enjoying a lot of fresh locally caught fish which comes through from a little village down the coast at Pitt and Weem, which we will come back to later. And there's a, a, a guy in a van who comes, that the fishmonger comes round to where we live and beeps his horn, you can go get your fish directly from him. Or you can buy it in Pitt and Weem itself, so it's lovely, very nice stuff. And there is a yarn shop there, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, like I said earlier, I have visited quite a few yarneries now, so... I'm hoping to spread the reviews of those over the next uh, few episodes just to give you a few ideas of places to visit if you're coming up here for your holidays. So I think it's time to move on to the news. I suggest you get yourself a glass of wine. I've already had one and uh, we'll crack on. So on to the news section. There's quite a bit of news really floating around, the first item of which concerns Unwind Brighton. I am hoping to go, it is the 12th and 13th of July, the plan is definitely for me to go, although it is uh, the Royal International Air Tattoo that weekend and one of our friends is over from South Africa, so I'm not sure whether him indoors will uh, just pop over to Riyadh instead, but um, I'm certainly planning to be at Unwind. It is in Brighton, 12th to the 13th of July. And there are lots of interesting and exciting plans afoot. There are plans for a big meetup, and lots of the podcaster types are going to be in attendance, so it should be quite good fun. Unwind itself is organised by Danny Sunshine, which is possibly the most awesome name for a dyer ever uh, of Lioness Arts, and essentially plans are, are, are afoot for events leading up to the day. There might be some knit-alongs, etc. And there's going to be more details of that to follow in the next few weeks as it becomes available. But the meetup is definitely going to be happening and it should be around 1300 on the Saturday. Uh, apparently there is a space being put to one side for that to happen. So I will give you more details on that as they come up. But if you are planning to go, uh, let me know. Give me a shout on the Ravelry group or wherever you can send me an email and it would be great to meet some listeners if you're going to be there. I already know that a lot of um, Golden Skin people are going to be there and uh, quite a few listeners already uh, have already mentioned that they're going to be there. But if there's anyone else then, then do let me know because I do like to meet people in real life. Uh, not that the internet isn't real life but you know what I mean. Further north and much nearer to my current location is the Indiebur Yarn Crawl, which has just been announced by Jess of Ginger Twist Studios and she is organising it 
in association with Kathy's Knits and Be Inspired Fibres. It is going to take place on the 21st of June and further details for this are again are to follow. You can keep up with announcements via the Ginger Twist Studios blog, uh, the Facebook page and the Ravelry group which I will link to in the show notes. There's also going to be an after party for this at the Safari Lounge in Cadzo Place and essentially it is a yarn crawl around Edinburgh having visited all three of those establishments on our Golden Skein yarn crawl I can highly recommend them and uh, it's a nice day out should be some cheap deals coming on now as well for uh, for the summer on the old train line so um, it's very easy to get to uh, Ginger Twist Studios in particular from the train station and Kathy's Knits so uh, well worth the day trip out I would say in other news, there are some knit-alongs being run. If you hear, just as a complete aside, a random growling noise, it's my dog trying to get me to take him for a walk, but it's not going to happen. He's now tilting his head at me. You're not going for a walk, mate. Just forget it. Do you want to be on the podcast? Is that what it is? Crazy mutt. Anyway, spring knit-along news. Um, there is a knit-along currently being hosted by Louise Tilbrook over in her Ravelry group. It started on the 1st of April and it's running until the 30th of May so there's still plenty of time to join in. It's very relaxed, very informal and there are some prizes on offer. It doesn't need to be one of her designs to be in the knit along. Um, although you might want to do one of her designs, she's just um, had a new one released, a latest sock pattern which is called Beltane which always makes me think belting as in belting it is a belting pattern um which she's done um in collaboration with solstice yarns and there is a knit along on the solstice yarn group for the belting pattern in particular but she does loads of really nice sock patterns so if you run a bit of a, a sock push uh, definitely want to check out again i will link to that in the show notes Who needs comedy when you've got a dog making comedy random noises in the background? If you don't stop it, I'm going to dress you up in a ridiculous sweater. Are you listening? He's just looking at me now. His little head resting on the couch. His little beady eyes looking at me. His little radar ears spinning around. Looking for any sign that I might be getting up to take him out for a whiskey alpha lima kilo. I don't say the word or the letters because he can spell. Because all dogs can spell. Especially when it's that particular word. He also knows the word perambulation, so no, it's not happening, mate. It's not happening. Anyway, on to news from the Golden Skin. This is why I should never record at night when I'm actually quite tired and I've already had a glass of wine. But you know me, informal, fun. <laughs> um, as usual, uh, things have been very busy over at the Golden Skin headquarters and we dispatched uh, first quarter yarns on the 1st of March. The details of which I will share with you now for those of you that um, aren't taking part or aren't familiar with the Golden Skin at the moment. This quarter was called Tornado Over London and it was dyed to uh, a photo which was one of the RAF photos of the year and it's a picture of a Tornado GR4 flying above the Shard in London and it was part of the Queen's Birthday fly past. It's an awesome picture, really moody, lots of greys. And the dye is involved, I can now share with you because obviously the yarn has gone out and everyone knows who it is. So, 
Seriously, dude, stop interrupting me. Um, the first one uh, was Die for Yarn, who are Nicole and Cordula. They run Die for Yarn, and they are over in Germany. And the the amazing to work with, fabulous, uh, really efficient, excellent dyeing work. And they dyed onto a fifty five percent. I am so sorry about this dog. I don't know what I'm going to do with him because I'll put him next door. He'll bark. Um, clearly he likes the yarn. He's now taken to to kind of grizzling at the other dogs, try and get him to join in as well. It's not going to happen. The yarn is a 55% superwash merino, 45% baby camel blend base, which for under their names is the fingering merino baby camel in their range. It is a singles yarn and it was on the darker end of the grayscale with a sort of reddish kind of over tinty halo um, colour and there was a, it looked quite haloy because there's quite a halo on the yarn uh, from the camel and obviously it's a singles um, spun yarn so you do get a bit more of a halo on it it had a really generous yardage actually on this skin it was 480 meters 200 grams uh, which led to some more interesting project choices we found this time because people do feel that they can go for a slightly bigger project when you have more yardage than you would normally get in say a sock weight that is like 330 meters or or what have you my favorite one of these was Linda Rose 287's Hematite cardigan which is a pattern by Lisa Much of Northbound Knitting fame who loves to design in grey yarn so she got a lot of love from the pattern choices in this uh, particular quarter and it is a short sleeved open fronted cardigan with four buttons at the top and then the rest of the cardigan is open and I think the yarn choice for this it's worked beautifully really because it's quite a rusticy looking yarn and it's with the texture of the garter stitch in the pattern because a lot of it is garter stitch and then around the yoke there's kind of alternating garter stitch and stocking stitch bands um, it's really kind of shown off the pattern and the yarn to its best effect really it's really simple but very effective so that was yeah definite favorite i think if i was as slim as hair i would probably have gone for that choice as well but i just don't think that <laughs> it would suit me particularly because i'm quite small as well um i just don't suit that sort of of kind of cut really so uh the next yarn that we had was by yarn garden who are George and Louise. You will have heard me mention them before because they're the ones who have the really cool stall at yarn shows that is all the yarn is in little greenhouses. Um, they're from Newcastle and they dyed onto a 50% superwash merino 50% silk base which they call Manor Ash and the colourway name was Mrs Wilmot's Ghost. They name all of their um, yarns and colourways after plants. It oh, is beautiful. It was really nice, kind of really light grey, sort of silvery with little kind of darker shades of almost blue and charcoal kind of dotted throughout it. It's very subtle and really picked out the colours in the shard and the light grey on the top of the wings of the aircraft. This has been the most popular of the three skeins, I have to say. Um, and my favourite project that's been made with this one so far is another Lisa Much <laughs> pattern. I did warn you that a lot of people have uh, have chosen Lisa Much. 
patterns for these and it is Zilva which is a free pattern and uh, Louise Tilbrook uh, again knitted uh, this particular one it's a triangular shawl and it's really simple kind of stockinette with um, alternating lines of ridges which add a bit of kind of contrast and texture it's really versatile kind of piece really you can work with it a lot of things and it's not too lacy and over the top like some lace shawls but it's not so plain that there is no interest there and you get all the beauty of the yarn and you can see all the colours um, because you have got those simple simple stitches really so that was another lovely choice of pattern and definitely got that bad boy in the queue and the third one was by Hedgehog Fibres which is dyed by Beata and they're from the Republic of Ireland this was dyed onto their twist stock base which was 80% BFL and 20% nylon and the colourway name for this was Stark which makes me think Stark Industries but it was Stark as in the landscape is Stark this was a really moody colourway and I love how they managed to pick out all of the different colours in the foreground of the picture and incorporate this into the yarn without it looking like someone has mixed up a load of play-doh now you mix up a load of play-doh it goes grey uh, well it, it could easily have looked like that I think if the, if she wasn't so good at dyeing it could easily have looked like that but it doesn't look like that at all and it's got all the different kind of shades without but they all tone in without um, any of them sticking out in particular it's really pretty um, my favourite project of this one so far was uh, 2014 Socks number 8 by Chrissy of Stitch Together Podcast, which if you don't listen to, you really ought to. She has fantastic taste in yarn um, and she's lovely. It was her own design for a vanilla sock uh, pattern, but she pulled out a stitch pattern from the Knit Stitch Pattern Handbook by Melissa Leapman. Mm and it's a little box stitch pattern that she's put over the top to add a bit of interest it's lovely very very nice and uh, the inspiration posts because every time i ever die they explain their inspiration for the colorway and a bit about themselves uh, are all up on the website at www.thegoldenskin.com and like i say you can also find out more information about the dyers there you're also welcome to come and join the group over on Ravelry if you want to have a little bit of a, a nosy what people are up to and have a bit of a giggle, then you're more than welcome. I will um, add a caveat though at this point. Whatever you do, don't go and look at the die for yarn stuff. Just don't do it. Don't put yourself through it. Don't put yourself through the pain. Because if you go and look at the stuff, you will buy lots of it because it is... I don't know how they do it but it is just beautiful particularly their silk blends are absolutely to die for so if you you know if you have dinner money to pay for the children or, or a car tax bill to pay or anything in fact that involves spending money in somewhere other than Divian just don't go and look because you will not escape alive you have been warned so without further ado and i'm going to put a, a gag on that dog he's just horrendous he's just growling at the other dog now to get up we're going to go on to the yarn shop review i kept thinking i might you know like consider getting a co-host one day but it would seem like someone else is trying to audition for that at the moment it puts puts your quattro to shame louise so can you be quiet for this one? Yeah? 
it's back to harassing me again now. Anyway, on to the yarn shop review. The review for this episode is of The Woolly Brew, which is my local yarn shop in Pittenweem, which is southeast of St Andrews in the East Nuke of Fife, and it is run by two ladies called Karen and Fiona. It is a really cute little shop on the high street in a little fishing village on the coast, and from memory, the it's surrounded on either side by little crafty kind of gift shops and there's also I think a lady there that does weaving I think whose name escapes me so um, definitely worth a kind of, of look if you're in the area and the yarn that they carry is a really varied selection the shop itself isn't enormous um, but it e equally isn't bijou and it's nicely laid out. There's plenty of yarn to look at but you don't sort of feel like you're about to die under a mountain of yarn as you do feel in some shops. Like I said, it's a really varied selection and the price points are also quite varied as well going from quite ordinary stuff, sort of your Rico and Wendy patterns, Debbie Bliss, going towards the nicer end or what I consider the nicer end stuff anyway, uh, sort of Manos, Fiber Space, Artisano, and they've even got a couple of local indie dye yarns um, from Yarn Pony, who is an indie dye from Edinburgh, and she's also part of the team that is organising the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And they've got quite a good selection of sock yarns, they've got um, Lang Super Socks, they've got uh, Shuffle Voller, Zauberball, um, some Regia, 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 um, 10 years, 10 years, and uh, also some Jameson's Spindrift, and they've got Heather Aaron as well, so quite a good selection um, for somewhere that is essentially in the middle of nowhere in Fife, and boots wise, again quite a good selection of quite modern stuff they've got some real sort of like trendy names they have pom pom quarterly tin can knits isolde fiber spates pattern books rachel coopy's books kate davies gudrun johnston carol feller so you know and that's amongst sort of other books too so that's really good uh, choice wise needles and notions they have knit pro Symphony, they have the Carbons and on the kind of slightly more uh, budget conscious they've got Millward and Pony and they also do their own kits as kind of like starter things for people just getting into craft. They have a fortnightly knitting group which runs on Wednesdays between half seven and half nine. They do workshops, they have tea, they have cake. So in summary, well worth a visit I would say if you're in the area. Or if you're, you know, you're in Scotland and fancy a bit of a drive out to the coast on a nice sunny day, then this would be a place for you to check out. I went for some needles because I got for my birthday some bamboo, some Knit Pro bamboo needles. And because I am the Incredible Hulk, I just snapped one of them in clean half when I was I was knitting with it. So I went, I wanted to get some of the Knit Pro Symphony double pointed needles because I've been using metal ones um high hires and chaya goose sorry and I found them a bit hard there's not a lot of giving them so I find if you're grabbing hold of really thin needles it starts to I'm doing a little action with my hands now little grabby grabby action um I find that it starts to hurt your hands my hands feel fatigued after a bit and they get sore because I'm, I'm holding obviously holding the needles a bit too tight um 
but the bamboo ones had too much giving so the, the wooden ones are a good compromise and that was all I was going for honest gov but while I was there this you know silver ball just fell fell into the basket because everyone needs one in their life so it's a little red ball silver ball so that was good Spot your local yarn store my husband finds it hilarious I'm like I'm not going in to buy anything I'm not going to buy any yarn I own a yarn shop now I don't need any more yarn yeah right so yeah very very enjoyable that was my review of the woolly brew in pit and ween they have a website I will link to it in the show notes but definitely one to put on your yarn shop list on to the pattern pick So the return of the famous pattern pick. I don't know if it even is that famous, but it maybe, you know, one day it will be. And this week we are on the theme of the bunny, which was in no small way inspired by Amy of Knitspin Cake and Stedders, who we end up having this really random conversation about bunny knitting patterns. Um, more specifically whether there would be any sort of rampant bunnies in the knitting pattern which which of course there was when when I looked when I when I raveled it and found the patterns 30 pages of patterns there was one in there for bunnies having fun together and and, and quite apparently one for a pair of socks with some reindeer having fun together but I've been assured that um, Chloe of Sparkly Shoes our faster blog is going to write an entire book of um, of bunny patterns on socks um, so I'll look forward to that with, with, with great anticipation. But in the meantime, if you need your fix of bunnies, I am the person to offer it to you today. Kicking off with the Blue Rabbit Hat by Mel Clark. This is a free pattern for a DK weight beanie. It's got a ribbed cuff, it's knitting around, uh, with a stockinette body and then around the hat there's an, a whole row of um, bunnies facing backwards so you're looking at the back of the head like bunny silhouettes which are done in colour work if you haven't got anything to say about the knitting don't say anything at all Bowser okay so bunnies colour work bunnies and on the top there's, there's a rather fetching pom pom but the colour work bunnies also have a little pom pom on the little bums, the little tails. So you've got your colour work bunnies and you've got like the 3D aspects of the little t teeny tiny pom pom that they've got for their little rabbit tails. Disappointingly, this pattern only goes up to a 12 to 24 month size. So unless you've got a head the size of a pea, uh, this isn't going to fit you. I'm sure you could add a couple of bunnies in and, and maybe make it big enough so that it will fit a grown up. And if you do, please send me the pattern because I feel this is something that I need in my life. The next one is the Pesky Rabbit Tea Cozy by Debbie Birkin. It is a paid for pattern and it is £2. This is a pattern for a knitted tea cozy which is done in DK weight yarn and it's knitted flat. The main body of which is knitted in eyelash yarn. Always a big fun, big fan of the uh, funky fur and novelty eyelash yarns for for any purpose really. I think everyone needs more of them in their lives. Just stop taking ourselves so seriously. Use a bit of eyelash yarn, you know you love it. Genuine Muppet skin. And yeah, it's done in, in lime green eyelash yarn. Which represents the grass. And then it's got lots of little bunnies popping out rabbit holes all over it. And they've got flowers, little knitted toadstools. It's a real kind of art piece. Um, 
because I've put this into the pattern pick for your viewing pleasure, I am the only person on Ravelry, the whole of Ravelry, who has this in their queue. Uh, Four million people, just me who's queued it. I can't think of any reason why that would be, other than snobbery against eyelash yarn. Uh, but yeah, definitely a conversation starter, possibly one for a, a knitting shop that has tea and cake, I would say. And on to the next one, which is... <laughs> I absolutely love doing a pattern pick. This one's called Incognito, brackets, rabbit ears for the non-bunny. Um, it's a pattern by Emily Ivy, and it is for a set of knitted ears for, well, well, for non-bunnies, essentially. It's a free pattern, so that's good, and it is, the picture on it is, is of a knitted toy pig wearing fake knitted toy bunny rabbit ears that have got like an eye cord fastening so you can fasten it under the chin, um, which was a bit random. And then further down, there was also a knitted toy octopus wearing ears. I'm not entirely sure how useful rabbit ears are to an octopus, given that most of the time they're under water. Um, so you don't hear things very well underwater with rabbit ears, I wouldn't say. Um, possibly if they did sonar, that'd be quite good. But yeah, an octopus with rabbit ears. And uh, she's put, you know how all the other toys get jealous around Easter because all anyone wants are chickens and rabbits. Not anymore. With this little add-on, any stuffed friend is fit for an Easter basket. And then she's put underneath, P.S. The octopus pattern in the picture is pending release, but I had to shove... Um, what have I put shove him? I put shove him early. I think I meant show him early. I had to show him early. His bunny ears crack me up. So I reckon we're probably quite good mates, actually. I think she's got quite a similar sense of humour to me when it comes to comedy knitting patterns. So that's the Incognito Rabbit Ears for the Non-Bunny by Emily Ivy. Moving swiftly on to the more random end of the scale, because I don't know how, but I always manage to find it. Uh, Runaway, aka The Killer Rabbit by Knitting Magic Girl. This is a free pattern using worsted weight yarns for, essentially, a homicidal maniac killer bunny. The... <laughs> The main picture piqued my interest, I'm not going to lie to you, because it was like this little white fluffy cute bunny and then it had like evil teeth and blood all around its mouth. This this was, this was weird enough for me to click on it and then there was a massive snorting down nose moment when, uh, when I looked on the main page and there was pictures underneath, one of which, the second one down, uh, had this, this knitted bunny on the back of some unsuspecting ginger and black feline that is obviously about to just dispatch and this, this cat's looking massively disinterested in the fact there's a, a kind of homicidal maniac uh, knitted gory bunny on its back but I find it really funny funny old thing and I kept looking and there was one pattern called rapid rabbits and I misread it and thought it said rabid rabbits and I was a bit disappointed when I clicked on it that none of them appeared to have rabies um, and I moved swiftly on from there and Drops, as in Drops Alpaca, have some pretty delicious patterns. I'm not going to lie to you for some awesome knitted bunny related paraphernalia. Um, one of which was for a pink, all, pink onesie, essentially a pink knitted onesie for a bunny suit. And the one that, that jumped out at me, no pun intended, <laughs> was um, 
from the Drops Retro 1980 to 1993 collection, 21-18 Jacket with Rabbit Pattern in Alpaca or Saffron, which is a pattern for a colourwork cardigan, button-fronted uh, with uh, the key design feature of some serious shoulder pads that have been sewn in to the, the shoulder of the cardigan, to the point where it looks like they're almost breast implants that have been inserted into the shoulders of this cardigan. She looks a bit like an American football player. Uh, not around the face, just around the shoulders. And uh, Anyway, before I dig any more of a hole, I'm going to move on to the last one, which is a serious one. I quite like this one. It is uh, William mm. by... Don't you like this jumper? Seriously? Enough? Um, it's William by the fabulous Anne Kingston and it's a pattern from Stranded Knits. We saw someone wearing one of these um, jumpers at Yarndale, I think, and it was really nice on. It is a pattern for a stranded colourwork jumper, knitting the round, and it's got a rabbit pattern around the yoke. Um, it's lovely. It looks really nice. looks really nice on the model. It has a scoop neck, which is just something. I've got quite a short neck, I think. Um, that I couldn't wear really I, I like to have things around my neck I don't like the things to get too far I've got a really strange neck arrangement um, clearly it's there it holds my head up but it, I just don't like to wear anything that is that, that it's either got to be under the arms kind of bustier or a bit higher around the neck so not something that I would wear personally but it is it is a really nice pattern that I think would it's quite modern and would look nice on quite a few people. So for a serious one, then you should check that one out. Um, I've heard from quite a few... I haven't seen the book myself at length, but I've heard from quite a few people that Stranded Knits is a really, really good source book to have on hand. There's some great patterns in it and lots and lots of stuff about the techniques as well. I know Nick from Yarns from a Plane is a big fan and I think also Amy from Knit Spin Cake said it was pretty good too. So definitely one to check out if you're at any of the shows. Uh, and she'll even sign it for you. So that'd be good. So that wraps up the pattern pick for this week. It is Bunny. And if you want to access any of those patterns or have a look at the pictures, they are in a set in my Ravelry queue for your viewing pleasure. And yes, I do. I, I don't dread to think what stuff's going to come up after queuing all of that again. So if you go into my queue, you can look on the tab, look on the tab for Bunny, click on that and all of the patterns will be in there. You can also find all of the patterns from previous pattern picks, including a delicious selection of thongs um, in, in that area as well. So uh, feel free to peruse at your leisure and if anyone has any ideas or inspiration for pattern picks or just wants to brighten my day by sending me something comedy and knitted usually on a small dog uh, then uh, feel free I, I would really enjoy it and really I'm so sorry he's just taken over the entire episode without further ado I think we're going to wrap this one up That's it from me and Bowser on this episode. If you would like to get in touch all, you can contact me via Ravelry. I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry. I'm Shiny Bees on Twitter. And we have a Facebook group as well. You can email me at info at shinybees.com or feel free to leave a comment on the blog. Uh, 
if you've got any fan mail or biscuits for Bowser, then uh, please drop me a line and I can uh, give you his address and you can send him whatever you like. Feel free to send him any comedy knitted dog wear because I think he deserves it after disrupting the entire podcast. And he's still not going out for a walk because it's quarter past 11 at night. Sorry, mate. Anyway, it's been lovely talking to you all again and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Have a great week and happy crafting. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found on the blog at www.shinybees.com. Music used in this episode is by Adam and the Water Boys and it's I Need a Drink, available by Music Alley. It's alright.